Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I are playing the alien role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is called Chariots of the Gods. It was written by Andrew E.C. Gasca, and it's available from Free League Publishing. Our game master is Tyler Hudek, and this is episode one. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Tyler. All right. Welcome. So to make the to do the introductions uh, of what's going on, uh, you are all space truckers on the Star Freighter US CSS Montero running the gauntlet, the trade route between Anchor Point Station and the Frontier. Your ship's cargo is packed with dozens of tanks of dangerous tritium gas that is in the process of decaying into the extremely profitable helium-3. Usually cargoes such as these are towed in massive tanker modules that transport much higher concentrations of the gas a safe distance from the freight uh, hauler. The Montero, however, isn't rated as a commercial towing vehicle, however, and this small run is a special order for a Wayland yutani corporate account on Sutter's World, a newly established frontier colony. While the trip so far has been fairly routine, the Montero sensors developed a glitch before you left Anchor Point and sporadically pinged contact with a sensor reflection before you activated the displacement drive and went FTL. Your cargo run has, so far has been without incident. Now you are just awakening from hypersleep, ready to deliver your goods to the colony of Sutter's world. So as, as you are all space truckers, uh, hypersleep is not something that you have not experienced before. It, it's something, you know, fairly uh, that you, you do during these, these very long trips through space. So all of you are in a deep sleep when all of a sudden a flood of light comes over your eyes. You, get ex you go from being a very comfortable uh, temperature to extremely cold and slowly start to warm up as whatever distant hypersleep dream was in your head starts to fade away. At first, you're confused where, you're, where you are. The, the light is blinding. There are lots of noises that you just can't place. Uh, but the sudden wave of nausea that, way, that washes over your body reminds you where you are. You're in the US, US CSS Montero in the hypersleep chamber waking up. A familiar voice of mother, the ship's computer, is heard among the sound of your crewmates waking up and starting to vomit. Cryogenic awakening complete. Good morning, US CSS crew. I'll let you all kind of introduce yourselves uh, as you're waking up from, from hypersleep. Good morning, mother. Uh, what is our current position? Oh. Mother, uh, you know, you hear these uh, kind of like typing noises in the background and mother says within six hours of destination. Mm. I'd probably get uh. us there in five. Don't worry, Cap. Oh, let me get down, strap my stuff in first. Oh, God. Yeah. You see Harker over there. Um, you see Harker throwing up his breakfast over there. <laughs> his breakfast from three weeks ago. Oh, oh God! How are you doing, Harker? Still getting used to the travel. This uh, travel broadens the mind. I understand. This shit tastes awful, but it's, it's, it replenishes your electrolytes. Yeah. 
How many times out is this for you, Harker? Oh, uh, you know, I've I've been around a bit. Um, you know, I'm used to I'm used to more local runs, uh, higher priority sort of activities. But you know, it's good. Like you said, like I said, travel broadens. I'm gonna go shower this vomit off of me and nothing on like my uniform and. Head on up to the bridge. I'll climb we'll down the pour. Check we'll things have out. A, uh, have a briefing at uh, 0800 this morning in the uh, galley. You got it, Captain. Fair enough. Hey, boss. All right. <clears throat> the, the first couple hours after uh, waking up out of hypersleep are a bit groggy for everyone. Um, and this is normal. You know, you, you've been in hypersleep for you know, weeks, uh, at least if not longer. And, uh, you know, at first, you know, you kind of get an adrenaline rush, but that slowly starts to wash away. Uh, and, and you all know this. So you start to pace yourself through, through your, your duties going through, uh, checking everything out. Um, well, why don't you all just kind of, you know, describe what, uh, your, you know, what are the first things that, that you do, uh, to kind of check out the, the ship, uh, make sure you know everything's good and and so on. And, and as you do that, uh, just so we know who everybody is, make sure to you know say who you are and what your uh, what your role on the ship is. Well, I'm the captain. I'm going to head up to the bridge of the Montero, um, check the systems, um, see any data that Mother has uh, you know left me to check. Uh, check what the international. Uh, or interstellar uh, situations are. Anything can happen while you're asleep. Uh, and uh, just in general, make sure everything is in the way we left it, you know, a week ago. Nothing should change, but. Um, I'm the pilot. So after grabbing a cup of piss poor coffee, I'll go up to the nav deck and make sure we're on course due to arrive on time, et cetera. Uh, oh, go ahead. As a company agent, I'm mostly keeping an eye on those two to make sure they're uh, functioning in an efficient way. Also checking, you know, any uh, new orders that have been sent in uh, from the company. Um, and yeah, trying to replenish. I've got, uh, I don't have to drink the, the goop they serve in the galley. I have a supply of this uh, supposedly very efficient uh, beverage that is a company product. It's supposed to lengthen my telomeres. Tastes like greasy chalk. Yeah, I climb out, uh, you know, shake off, take them in, stretch out my back and rotate the shoulders, hang my, my knee, my leg, and kind of swing it back and forth to get the knee going. Uh, and then I head off down towards the cargo bay to check, make sure everything's strapped in, make sure everything's going to be extra strapped in. Uh, just get everything ready in case we're going to be docking, you know. Okay. Yeah, I'm John Lambert, uh, one of the crew grunts, roughneck, um, tacky. I'm going to just uh, climb down into the core be checking uh, the power lines, make sure there's no ruptures or breaches. Usually that would be just reported up on the bridge and, and Joe would uh, see it, but, uh, or the, or the captain, but just in case sometimes they are faulty, 
I want to make sure I get good readings on uh, fuel lines and life support down in the core. Now, the, the Montero, if you're familiar with the Nostromo from uh, Alien, uh, it's essentially the same ship, uh, except that uh, your ship, like I said, has not been uh, fitted out to be a cargo uh, carrier. You Normally, the, the very dangerous uh, chemicals that, that are hauled are hauled kind of, they're kind of pulled behind the ship from a safe distance. Yours are actually in the, um, like a, uh, uh, you have a, it, towards the back of your ship, you have a cavernous bay just filled with uh, this uh, tritium gas, which is highly uh, uh, not only toxic, but also uh, very uh, explosive. Uh, it, it's very, um, yeah. So yeah, you, you go down, uh, both uh, John and, and Herb, you, you go down and, and uh, you know, check things out. Everything seems to be going okay. There's no leaks that, that you can see or, or the sensors picking up. Everything seems to be the, the way that uh, you want it. Additionally, uh, uh, on the rear of the ship uh, is also uh, Daisy. Uh, Daisy is a very large like ca cargo lift ship. Um, it's, uh, you know, about 34 meters long, uh, whereas your ship is, you know, much, much, much longer than that. Um, it's primarily used to, um, either, uh, to transport the, uh, the canisters of gas off of the, uh, Montero onto wherever you're delivering it to, or, or in the case, when you loaded it up, loading it from the docks onto the ship uh, and so on, it is uh, rated for space travel. So if you did have to use it to go out into space for whatever reason, uh, you would be able to do that. Obviously that's not, you know, it's primary use, but, but that is available to you. Um, Ernest, as you go and you start looking through, uh, you know, your messages, you, you, there's nothing unusual. Um, you know, the uh, deep space communications is not, you know, the, uh, is not fast. Uh, so um, you don't have anything close to what, you know, anybody would probably even consider dial-up access today. So uh, you, you do have a couple messages, but they're mostly just Weyland-Yutani notifications, announcements, things like that. Uh, Joe, you uh, you check out the, the ship. Um, but as you're going and doing that, uh, you, you start to you know, kind of look to see if um, you know you're you're starting to get a ping from the uh, from Sutter's world. You know, normally they would have like some type of station uh, that's transmitting out, so you can hone in on that signal. Because you know, as you look out into uh, space. You, that's all you see is space. Um, there are distant dots of light, uh, but the only thing to really show where you're going is uh, the ship's panels and you know if that, that ping were there. Unusually, you're not getting that ping. Um, you, know, you would expect Sutter's home this close, you know, being like about six hours away, according to Mother, you would be getting a ping on where to hone in and you're not getting that. There, there's nothing there. Okay. Is there um, like a protocol that I could contact them and say like, Hey, can I get some kind of response? Okay. So I'll let, you know, I'll, Hey cap, just, just a heads up. I'm going to have to ping Sutter's world. They're not, uh, they're not sending out a signal. But yeah, I'll, I'll just yeah. send out some word. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I tell you what, give me a contact role. Um, so with, uh, with alien, the, the way that this works is, uh, your, if you do a skill roll, you will roll the, uh, the, the skill, uh, the, 
you'll, you'll generate a pool of D6s where uh, you add the skill as well as the ability associated with that skill and then any uh, uh, stress dice that you may have. In this case, you don't have any stress dice right now, so just roll uh, what your contact uh, ability would be. Um, any any sixes you get is considered a success. So you know, just let me know if you get any six, uh, sixes. Um, other than that, uh, I don't need to worry about it unless you're rolling stress dice. Yeah, no luck. Okay, so you you get on um, and nothing. Uh, you know, you you start you know, trying to radio out, and all you get back is silence. Um, about this time, uh, Captain, you get a message from Mother. You're, you're sitting at your uh, kind of captain's station, uh, and on the little screen in front of you, uh, a little you know blip pops out. Uh, and Mother is requesting to uh, give you a message, or says she has a message for you uh, within the uh, computer uh, station. It's a priority message. Okay. Um, excuse me for a few minutes. Hold down the fort. You have the calm. My. Uh... I head down the corridor to uh, the control room where Mother is. Okay. Um, now you know that um, uh, the uh, getting into the, uh, the Mother's uh, like room where you can communicate and and see uh, interact directly with her. Uh, again, Mother is the mainframe of the ship. She controls everything. Uh, she controls communications. Uh, sensors, everything, it is literally the, the brains of the ship. You have an access card to get into the room which houses Mother. Uh, only the highest ranking officer on the ship would have access to Mother. Um, and so as you go in there, uh, you sit down at a chair. Uh, there, a little screen pops up. And uh, on the screen is a priority message uh, sent to you. Oh, let's see what you have for me today, Mother. Uh, so uh, after uh, a couple seconds, you hear the kind of like uh, typing noises as the uh, letters kind of flood across the screen. And it essentially says that Mother has picked up a distress call from an unknown ship and you have been diverted to investigate that. Uh, the, the transmission itself is, is too garbled, she starts to play it. It's too garbled for really for you to determine what it is, uh, who sent it or, or anything like that. We have uh, coordinates, oh, it's giving you coordinates and everything. Mm -hmm. it, she, she gives you, you uh, general coordinates um, at, for, for which way to go and has even stated that uh, your course has already been diverted to uh, head towards the uh, ship in question. Oh, well. Our pilot's going to freak out when she realizes we're not. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming over the comm. Hey, Cap, um, uh, we've, we're being diverted. What's up? Uh, I'll be there in a minute. I'll talk. Uh, the We've got orders to go somewhere. So uh, all right. Um, uh, just let it happen. I'll, I'll give you a briefing when we get to the, uh, the, the galley in Roger that. 20 minutes. Is that on an open channel? And say so you you can uh, you can communicate on an open channel uh, or you can communicate direct uh, to to each station. So I, I, for the for the initial query, I would have I would have talked to him privately about it. Yeah, there's intercoms all over the ship. Right. Yeah. All right. So I finish with mother, and then I uh, I, I send in a, a message saying you know uh, acknowledged that we are on our way. All right. 
And then I rejoin her in the front. And I just say some distress signal that we need to check out. What is it? The ship? I don't know. It didn't give me that much information. You know the way the All corporation right, can it. be. All right. Sounds exciting. <clears throat> Are you... So, uh, so this is when about... It, the, Go on, sorry. I mean, 10 minutes or so goes by and we are all going to head to the the galley to give right. everybody a heads up. They can tell me what's happened. I can tell them what's happening. And so forth. Yeah, and uh, I, I would assume that, you know, one of you would have already kind of headed to the galley uh, a little bit early. Uh, you can get breakfast in there. Uh, you know, nothing too exciting. Uh, probably, you know, uh, kind of, you know, crappy coffee. Oatmeal, reconstituted cornbread, uh, and and so on. Uh, so um, we've got a we've got a delay in our shipment. We are, have been uh, it's been requested that we check out a uh, a distress signal, um, probably from a ship, probably given by the coordinates, um, but very little, damn little else uh, information on what what we're going to see. So. Mm-hmm. Hey, with any luck, it's uh, you know, something that we can uh, salvage. Is there uh, extra pay in that? Uh, you know, you're going by the miles, so or by the, the light years. So, I mean, I'm good then, as long as I'm getting paid for the extra journey. I mean, clearly they uh, rooted us to Sutter's planet, Sutter's home, for a reason. You know, we don't normally carry tritium in our own. Trunk like this, uh, does this really seem like a necessary uh, junket? Well, that brings up another point. We're not sure if there's been some damage one way or the other, but we don't seem to be able to raise Sutter's world. We are going to, we are continuing to try and raise them as we get closer. But hmm. something, uh, it could be, you know, interference some electromagnetic storm or something in between here and that's there. a fairly new colony do we have an idea how long ago that was established uh, at least a couple of years um so okay. it's still kind of, of in, its, in its infancy but it's established enough that it would be taking uh you know supplies and, and things like that all right and should be able to accommodate uh visiting fuel shipment all right well it was curious. approved by the geological team so it should be fairly stable there and not, uh, I mean, it's not going to be a paradise, but it's definitely going to be survivable. Yeah. I mean, hell, we we have colonies on Mars and Titan, and dozens of other worlds that are less hospitable. Okay, so um, we're not in touch with our destination, and we have a new. How? What uh, kind of time frame is this going to take us off our plan? Uh, it's taking us uh, a light year or so off of our course. Um, aside from that, do we have any other uh, anything else to report? Are there any uh, broken hatches or I've, air conditioning uh, units that are fumbling? Yeah, power distribution, life support, all operating uh, diagnostics return normal, operational. Excellent. Excellent. Everything's locked down. All the tritium is good and secure. Uh, everything else, food yeah, stuff's locked you. down. It makes me damn nervous tra- transporting all that stuff. I'd like to fill that whole room with foam. So no matter the bumper bruise, it, it just stays where it is. But um, 
I don't imagine the colony is in need of a quantity of foam, however. No, they'd have to dig it out. But <laughs> anyway, everybody back to, you know, enjoy your breakfast. Uh, there's not <laughs> much to do until we get there. Yeah, this goo's great. Well, want to play some cards? Uh, uh, I'll play. I'm, I'm going to go back to the the bridge. You guys can play cards. Okay. So, and, and just so you know, um, the 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 tanks carrying the the tritium. There's about two hundred thousand tons of this. You know, still flammable, combustible uh, gas slash liquid uh, in these uh, seventy two high pressure tanks, and each tank is about the probably about half the size of a tanker trailer. So they're, they're not like, you know, these, these small canisters, they are these huge canisters, uh, you know, tanks of this, of this gas. And really uh, uh, from uh, the, the roughnecks as they would have been doing their analysis, they they would have seen that, you know, roughly half of the, uh, the gas has already decayed into helium three, which uh, is a little bit unusual. You thought that it was a little bit unusual because, the the whole purpose of the trip was so that it would fully decay. Uh, you know, it was kind of planned out so that when it arrived at uh, Sutter's World, that it would be fully decayed into the helium three, which is the valuable uh, gas that it uh, of fuel that it, it uh, decays into. <clears throat> um, so everybody kind of goes back to their work. Um, so Tyler, are you? Yeah. I'm sorry, Mother, are you telling us that it's not as decayed as it should be? Correct. Is that a half-life matter? Something that should happen regardless of it's, you know? Oh yeah, it's it's something that should happen regardless. It's it's not it's a it's a chemical reaction that's fairly consistent. Um, Considering that, might get back up to the bridge if they're all playing cards and stuff like that. I'm going to do deal. some uh, checking. Um, are we where we're supposed to be? Are we when we're supposed to be? Has something fucked with our chronometer? Of course, Mother's the only one that can tell me, and if she's been fucked with. So you do start. You, you do start looking at that, looking at the star charts, trying to figure out where where exactly you are, um, and you you kind of come to the conclusion and realization that the reason why you're not getting any ping back from Sutter's world is because you're nowhere near it. You're only about halfway through your uh, journey Uh, and you were supposed to have been woken up maybe, you know, about 12, six to 12 hours before you got to Sutter's world. But it's actually a month before we're supposed to get there. Approximately. Yeah. Um. I'm going to go on the intercom, the one that goes to the galley, and just say, um, uh, Landry, could you join me in the uh, in the uh, bridge? Yeah, you got a cap. I'll have to uh, kick your asses later tonight. <laughs> you already were. Yeah. Just an excuse to buff, I think. Yeah, I'll head up so, to the galley. What's up? Uh, yeah, what's up? Have a seat. Uh, we have a problem. I, uh, uh, the boys were saying that the, uh, the, the tritium gas hasn't decayed enough. I got to thinking, are we where we're supposed to be? Are we when we're supposed to be? I did some calculations. We're not a few hours from Sutter's world. We're about a month from Sutter's world, and we are not where we're supposed to be. 
I'm immediately going to charts. I want to see at what point we veered off yeah, course. I show her. Like what's happening. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that's almost impossible. That's yeah. Well, the let's, only let's way is if mother on. woke us up to some purpose. Did we just make a mistake? Did we assume that we were that we were waking up at that time because that's when we were supposed to wake up? She's waking us up because of this distress signal. Uh, pr pretty much, yeah. You know, shortly you kind of come to that conclusion, and as you check the the data within Mother, uh, you kind of you know pull together the timeline that she received the distress call, uh, diverted you, and then started to wake you up. Hmm. Okay, well, I'm going to you, you make sure that we're on the right course corrections. For, Absolutely. For yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, I'm I think gonna, I can I think I can push her a little bit and get us there ahead of schedule so we don't lose too much time on the turnaround. Okay, well, what do you think? Don't don't do anything that might, you know, fry an engine or anything like that. I would I would never do that. I, um, of course not. I'm going to go I'm going to go back to the galley and tell the boys what's going on. Okay, so I'm going to make some adjustments and see if I can push, push the ship, go get it, get it going faster. Hey, Coleman, I hope you got that ship strapped down there. I mean, everything's pretty tight in there, but you got something you're going to do? Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, man. We got it on a right. schedule. All right, I'm going to I'm going to head back down. Coleman, Last before you I leave. Need. Um. So we figured out what the problem is. We're actually woken up far too early. We're about a month away from Sutter's world, and we are not where we thought we were. Uh, apparently, Mother has woken us up because of this distress signal, and uh, that's what we're here for. So all of our prep for getting rid of that stuff is yeah, a little early. Um, yeah, that, I guess that explains why it's yeah not... Not to Kate as much. Uh, Joe is going to try and uh, increase our speed and maneuver to get us there faster. It was the to... was the communication between uh, Joe and Herb uh, open to everybody? Yeah, to, that to that one I would have had. I would have done on open comms. Okay, yeah. I I go to my local station and do a private comm straight to Joe. An extra 60 credits if you make it a little bumpy, Joe. A little <laughs> All right. I'll see what I can do, man. You're crazy. So, unfortunately, what that also means is that our supply of coffee and food, we are now awake and we are going to be consuming that at an additional rate where we would be asleep. So, take it easy. You know, no, uh, don't. Don't eat the whole pie. I'll do a double count on what we have in stores while I'm down there making sure none of these that Joe doesn't, you know, blow us all to hell by doing a, I don't know, some crazy maneuver. I wonder yeah, if yeah. gravity plating and everything, if she did flips in the space that we would even feel it. Yeah. <laughs> all I know is sometimes my shit ends up all over the floor. So she figures that away. Man, all you do is bitch. If I wanted to listen to that, I'd get married again. Fuck. 
I'm uh, I'm actually going to ask Mr. Harker if he would join me in private for a few minutes. Um, Mr. Harker. Um, yes. This do you is know quite anything about alarming it? situation. Yes. Do you know anything about it? No, not a thing. Uh, you know, I mean, we're so far ahead of communications with the company. Uh, this uh, distress signal, uh, you know, they might find out about it, you know, soon, but I won't hear from them in, in time to respond. I assume that, uh, you know, Mother is operating under uh, established operational guidelines regarding the signal and that we were woken for a reason. Yeah. Uh, okay. If it is a ship in distress, then perhaps we'll be able to, um, you know, be compensated for any assistance we provide. And they might also have further supplies so we don't well, get stuck with the last five cubes of soil. It does distress me because, unfortunately, uh, uh, protocol is if we get there and they do require our assistance and aid, we have to give it. Um, yeah, we're a ship at sea. Uh, do you as, have any sort of access to historical logs that could tell us what might be in this vicinity? Well, there's a ship's library. I'm sure that it's got you know, all kinds of information in it. Uh, you might talk to Joe. Uh, she, uh, she's traveled a lot, so. Yeah, space is large, I understand it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, thanks. Um, yeah, thanks I don't for know. being Hopefully frank. Hopefully this is nothing at all, and we can all go back yeah. to bed. I, I would like to get some clarity on the nature of the distress signal. We are mandated to respond to them uh, under risks of forfeiture. So, uh, you so know, if you need a spot to sit, what it is. A, if you need a spot to sit, there's a second pilot uh, seat. Um, that side is uh, it's disabled, uh, so you can sit there if you want. I can sit there. You mean without? Interfering with your precious. I mean, if you want to, it's your jaws and pedals and whatnot. Yeah. Well, it depends on how good the poker game is and so on. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, I do want to, to be informed as soon as you get any further data about the nature of the stress signal. And you don't think that Wayland uh, Yotani will uh, have any problem with us finding, uh, checking out this distress signal? Again, hopefully we'll be further compensated for it. Um, if that is not the case, there might be an issue, but distress signals, I mean, the chances that it is a Weyland-Yutani vessel are not insignificant, and uh, in which case we might actually be uh, able to cash in uh, for some sort of salvage. Fingers crossed. I'll tell you right now, if it's a ship better than this one, I might uh, cross over. <laughs> yeah, the odds of that do not seem slim, frankly. Thank you. And I'll head back up to the bridge. All right. Uh, Joe, you are easily able to kind of put a little bit of a little bit of extra oomph into the uh, the ship's engines. Um, yeah. Jostling everybody just just a little bit. Not not too much to to, you know, put anything in danger, but enough that uh, I, I'm sure, you know, you get, kind of get some uh, uh, very um, not nice uh, comms uh, from uh, from some people uh, asking what's going on. But that actually, well, with you doing that, that actually cuts down the time it takes to get there by uh, about an hour or so. So you, you are able to make up some time. 
um, as you get, so a couple hours passes, uh, everybody is, you know, just doing their, their normal stuff, kind of preparing for, for what is, is coming. Uh, and the, the SOS kind of distress beacon, uh, it's, it gets stronger and stronger and Joe, you're able to hone in on it, uh, pretty quickly once you kind of get close to it. Um, as you, uh, get close, you, you open up the, um, the like blast shields on the the windows, uh, if if you hadn't already, to uh, see this ship in the distance. Uh, you know, at first it's you know you can just see this see this tiny blip on uh, in space. Uh, you know, maybe you know a couple thousand or you know even farther uh, kilometers from you. But as you close the distance between yourselves and the ship, it starts to get larger and larger and starts to loom before you. Um, uh, Heliades class ship. You, as you get closer, you you are able to, uh, Captain. You would definitely, you know, you, you know your ships. Uh, you see that it's uh, actually a a, a Wayland Utani uh, M three Heliades uh, uh, class spacecraft. Uh, emblazoned across the side of it is USCSS Cronus. Does that name mean anything to us? Well, uh, I don't think I mean, it would mean anything to you just off the top of your head, but you absolutely have a, you know, a yeah, database a of ships. Yeah. Um, Captain, you should definitely ask Mother about the history of the Cronus as far as we understand it. Uh, registration 142601, heavy exploration prospecting vessel. Hmm. You should probably um, hail the ship, huh, Cap? Yeah, see if you can hail him. Yeah, yeah. Cronus, uh, this is Montero. Come back. And there's nothing. And in fact, as you kind of you know get even closer, you realize that the the automated uh, or the the SOS beacon is a uh, is an automated thing. It's not something that somebody is like you know putting out uh, a, a verbal SOS call. You can also tell that uh, even as you start to get closer that the ship seems to be running with uh, minimal power with uh, all of the exterior and interior lights on. In fact, the only way that you, know, you can see this as you kind of get close and start to move alongside her, uh, you, know, you see the engines are off, all the lights are off and your uh, kind of floodlights are what illuminate the the side of the uh, of the ship itself, uh, Captain. When you when you do ask uh, Mother uh, about the USCSS Cronus, uh, again, kind of on your station, uh, you don't have to go into uh, Mother's chamber in order to to ask her this. Um, with that, you know, typing sound uh, that always accompanies anything that comes across your screen, it says USCSS Cronus launched March fifteenth. 2110 Wayland Utani science ship current whereabouts unknown mm. last known contact August 5th 2110 which was approximately 73 70. years prior yeah well we've got an antique on our hands uh, any emissions coming off it at all that we can read is it just cold as space no nothing that I can see Mother, are you able to link up with the online, uh, the onboard ADAI? Is it active? 
And, and you know that uh, you know that that ship would have had a version of Mother as well, mm-hmm. albeit you know a, one you know seventy three years prior. Uh, but uh, you you ask Mother to to try and connect. Uh, yeah. You see this attempting connection and this little like cursor blipping, and then says failed. No, offline. If we can, if we can, it's probably going to be a two thousand. Mother's a 6,000. It's probably a 2,000 back that mm-hmm. far. Um, After about... Is it a, is it on, a bigger ship than our ship? Uh, yes, it is. It, it is uh, a bigger ship. Bigger engines, bigger everything. Okay. Yeah. But we're not hauling, hauling anything like capacity. So we this might be a, a something we could haul in as salvage. Well... I'd like to see what shape it's in. It might be in pretty good shape. I'd like to find out why it was lost 80 years ago, 70 yeah, years I ago. I mean, uh, for scientific purposes as well as informational, it might be worth boarding, but we'll have to it's, get closer to see. It's also likely that it's uh, full of skeletons. Uh, yeah, or, you know, very preserved yoga yogis. Mm. As you're having this conversation, Captain, uh, on your screen uh, that leads to Mother, uh, all of a sudden you, this text starts to to flood across the screen, uh, which says salvage operation mandated by company rules. Priorities are number one: recover scientific data and samples from the U.S. CSS Cronus. Two: escort the salvage Cronus to Anchorhead or another Wayland Utani facility. Three: save crew members on the Cronus. All right. Well, they could be in stasis, of course. Yeah, they might be sleeping. It's true. She does also pull up a map of and a deck plan of the Cronus. Here we go. And we'll need to figure out how the docking procedure will go. Uh, It sounds like uh, we'll have an interesting tour. What? what floor is docking? I don't know. I can probably see on the map. <clears throat> the the map shows, uh, and you can even see this as uh, you know Joe is kind of piloting. Well, actually, Joe, are, are you just what are you doing? Are you just kind of going up, you know, matching speed with it? Are you uh, you know going to kind of circle around it? it? It's going at a much. The engines, like I said, are not on. They are, it's kind of going based off of its own inertia. You estimate that it's going at about 0.4 light speed. I'm not going to do any docking maneuvers without the captain's um, okay, but right. I'll probably kind of slowly orbit it, try to take any readings I can, see if there's anything, yeah. signs of life, anything we can get from this. Sure. So as, as you kind of circle around the ship, uh, you know, look at it, um, you do see, so first off, uh, you see that uh, it seems to be uh, for the most part, uh, in, in fairly decent shape for, for being in space for 73 years, you, you do see what you would expect to be like, you know, uh, hits from like a meteor shower or, or debris or, or something like that at some point. The, the big thing that you do notice, though, is that the uh, th- this ship would have been outfitted with like a science module uh, on the um, 
uh, this would have been kind of on, I, I believe, like the the center back of the ship. Uh, you know, th- this uh, this uh, version of ship you could have put, um, you know, like a uh, docking container or like a, a, a similar to what you have a transport container on there. In this case, according to the uh, schematics, there would have been a science. Uh, uh, lab on it that had been that has been ejected it is no longer on the ships um, additionally uh, as you circle around you see two possible ways of entry uh, first uh, on the very top of the ship which would be uh, deck a is a um, uh, is a uh, sorry uh, it, it's a a place for you to uh, an exterior door. Sorry, uh, that that you yeah. could connect up to. Um, you the Montero does have an umbilical that you could technically use to connect from one ship to another and create a pressurized environment to uh, to uh, instead of having to do a spacewalk. Uh, additionally, uh, there is a uh, cargo bay on the back of the uh, the Cronus that might, may possibly be opened. Uh, but, uh, and you would all know this too, the, this is a docking bay that has, you know, very large doors. If you were to open something like that, you would decompress a a huge section and whatever is in there would probably come flooding out. Uh, and if there's a lot of like vehicles, uh, which this ship would have had, um, that, you know, is not going to be a good situation for you. Yeah. Let's, um, uh, Landry, try and uh, hook up to that uh, top uh, port. It's right above the uh, bridge. All right, Captain. All right. Uh, Joe, go ahead and give me a piloting roll. Well, if I fail this. <laughs> now, to note, you are allowed to push rolls in this game. What right, that means, right. and you can even push it if you have made, if you have successes. Basically, uh, when you want to push, you just re roll all of your. Uh, uh, all the dice that were not successes. However, you do gain one stress when you do that. Mm-hmm. That is one success. All right, awesome. And the majority of the time, you only need one success. Uh, if you ever get more than one success, you can do what's called a stunt, uh, which basically means you're allowed to do extra stuff. So we'll kind of deal with that uh, as that happens. Uh, but Joe is extremely talented pilot. Uh, she kind of uh, maneuvers around uh, and gets into a, a place where you're matching the speed and you're fairly certain that where your umbilical on your ship comes out will meet where the, um, uh, the, the door, the external door is. I will go over the intercom. Uh, Coleman, Lambert, um, come up to the bridge, please. Be right there, boss. Make my way up to the bridge yeah i'll head on over so take a look boys wow wow where did that come from it's a big ship uh, ancient history went, essentially yeah went missing uh 70 years ago sounds uh, like this is our salvage well yeah i mean if it's in good condition why don't we can just take it over um fly it back home make it into our private yacht uh <laughs> science vessel uh uh, Heliades class. Um, I'm going to need you guys to go over there and take a look, see if you can get it up and running. Probably need sure. exosuits. We don't know if there's oxygen or, or not right now. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll extend the tube and hook on and 
check it out. It also looks like your uh, uh, the whole science module has been ejected. So don't open that door. <laughs> yeah, I think I think back at school, I uh, studied with similar uh, engine cores to that. That 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 should pass. There's probably some history on it somewhere in the books. Yeah, it should be fun. Yeah, given that it's in a science vessel, it was probably uh, upper end technologically for its time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, we the we are authorized to investigate and um, save what can be saved. Uh, can we tell from scans whether it's pressurized? It does appear to be pressurized. Good. So would you, yeah, the, the connecting tube, you won't need full suits at least, or maybe you want to do an exploratory, right? And, and yeah. full cap and down. Ex- expect to see dead bodies. So I'll or, suit up. Or frozen ones. Case. Or yeah. frozen ones, yeah. You're going to be coming in just, uh, you're going to be coming in next to, uh, in the room next to Mother, and then the, uh, you head towards the back of the ship, there should be uh, uh, Stasis pods. Um, yeah, we'll check. We'll check cryo first. See if anybody snooze on us. And... Once you guys get it up and safe, then uh, then we'll come over and take a look. Sounds good, right. boss. You got it, Captain. So right. uh, there, you do have a number of pieces of gear on the 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 Montero. Uh, each of you have a IRC MK50 compression suit. Think of these as like a space suit. Uh, it protects you. It gives you the air you need. Uh, it, it protects you from the temperature, and actually, it also gives you a little bit of protection from radiation. So if you were to go out into space, uh, you would be protected from that. Um, there's a lot of other, uh, you know, tools and, and things like that on the ship. Um, is there anything else that, that you would want, uh, to take? Uh, so you know that you have, uh, on, on your own ship, a motion tracker, cutting torch, um, a bolt gun, uh, as well as a, uh, uh the captain, I, I think you have a service pistol, uh, and then um, there is also back in the loading bay, you have one of the, the power loaders. If you remember what Ripley used in Aliens, uh, you yeah. have one of those to, to help move things around. I think we probably take a take a cutter in case we hit a door we need to open that won't open. Mm-hmm. And a boat cutter or a boat gun in case we need to latch I mean, something down, you know, okay. ourselves primarily in case something's not pressurized. Okay. Are, yeah. Are, are there... Are there basic like like a maintenance kit I could grab just to, yeah. to do yeah yeah like like, like just yeah you know, uh, tools that that you would you know normally have almost like a, a tool chest that, that you could take yeah, yeah you would have like a portable one that yeah that you could absolutely I'll bring take. a portable one just so I can you know do basic repairs okay yeah I'll and, take the cutter and the bolt gun I mean we're for, here you can always come purposes, back and get something yeah. yeah, for purposes of exploration, I I understand wanting to look in on the sleepers first, if there are sleepers, but it also might make sense to uh, see if you can start uh, the Cronus up again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With with you know more immediacy because once it's got light and functioning mechanisms oh, yeah. for maintenance, then it'll be easier to wake them up and safer and all that. Yeah. Herb. If you want, check on the the, uh, the uh, stasis, and I've got the power core. I, I work on those all day long. Yeah, no, yeah, I couldn't start a ship if I needed to, probably. So, 
you take care of that, Johnny, and I'll I'll go back and see if anybody's anybody's snoozing on us. Don't don't take yeah. any actual action except for starting up the core if you need to. Yeah. Don't wake the guys up, just report back. Right. Yeah, it'd be nice to be able to speak to that ship's mother as well, which will require power. Is there any way that you can take in a external power source that could wake mother up on that ship? They might not be able to get it to get access to mother. It requires That's a certain true. level. I, I can get access, but not until they've powered up the ship. The, being this close, uh, I'll, I'll tell you that um, while the, the ship is not powered up, you do know there would be like some minimal life support power uh, to keep uh, at least, you know, the temperature at, you know, it, the temperature is definitely, you know, if, if the heat's off, it's going to be below freezing. Uh, so another reason why uh, they'll want to be wearing their suits. Right. Um, but there would at least be a minimal amount of, of power to keep, you know, something to prevent, you know, like mother and uh, all uh, some of the other uh, things like the engines when they're normally working uh, from freezing, you know, things like that. I'm just being precautious. Right. Hey, okay. Lambert. I'll take those 60 credits you gave me earlier. And put them on whole crew being dead. What do you think? Match the oh, wager? Yeah. Huh? Oh no, no. I'd I'd be taking your I'd be taking Let's, that. Oh. I'm not Let's, doing it in front of the cat. No, this is me and okay. Lambert are yeah. we're having a, a private conversation. Come on, man. But I'll I'll do 30 with uh one of them not being in stasis. All right, all right, I'll take that. Um so Couple of things to note, uh, Herb and John, your uh, compression suits, note down that they have an air supply of five. Uh, we'll kind of go over what that means here in, in a little while. Uh, and uh, Herb, you said that you are taking the bolt gun and the cutting torch, correct? Yep. The cutting torch has a power supply of five and the bolt gun has four shots. Okay. So you know. All right. Uh, so where the, as the two of you go and start to slowly extend the umbilical extension between the two ships, uh, what are the rest of you doing? I'm up on the bridge uh, monitoring. Okay. And, and I assume Joe. that they have cams so that we... Yeah, is there a video feed from them? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll say that, yes, there, there is a video feed. Yeah, I think and it's going to be... <clears throat> Must watch TV this season. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, and, I'll be up there as well. And yeah, there there would be like uh, the the little you know TV TVs within the or monitors within the bridge. Uh, you would have one set of panels that have you know the video feeds going to that, and underneath it, it had it's not it doesn't have like life signs or anything like that. But you'd have the the name of, of each uh, person underneath because every one of you have your own suits. Uh, you know they're they're your suits. It's not like you have five right. that anybody can take. You know you you have your own. But all right. Uh, so the uh, umbilical extends out. It's basically like this very large tunnel uh, that, uh, you know, once it extends out, it connects to the airlock on the Cronus and it starts the pressure pressurization between the uh, Montero and within the uh, umbilical, because obviously it, it goes through space in order to do that. Um, that only takes a couple minutes. Uh, and then you're able to exit the airlock on the Montero. Uh, as, as the airlock opens, 
uh, on the Montero, you hear the the hiss that you're familiar with as the pressure between the the two uh, areas equalizes, uh, and you start to to move across. Um, it only takes uh, you know maybe about a minute or two to to get across. Actually, uh, so uh, Joe, about how far away are you keeping the um, uh, the Montero from the Cronus? Uh, we'll say that the uh, uh, the umbilical uh, can go to about a hundred feet. That's about its its length. Um, within reasonable, like close, pr- close to them, close enough, but not you know as close as I can safely get. Gotcha. Okay. Um, in case there's like an emergency <clears throat> evacuation situation. Okay. All right, uh, John and Herb, you you go across the umbilical uh, and finally make it to the main airlock of the Cronus. However, once you get there, you you see there's an issue. the the door the the airlock door it's bulging outwards as is almost like something had you know bent it from the inside out, and because of that, you can't just hit a button and, and have it open. Uh, Captain, looks like we're going to have to cut through to get entry. Uh, something's pushed the door out. Oof, cut through the airlock door. That's a pretty heavy piece of metal, but how long do you think that'll take? Uh, it's going to take some time. Not going to be quick. That must have been some uh, some explosion or, or sudden tremendous change in pressure to do that. Well, yes, and I wonder on that note, is it possible that uh, ejecta from the Kronos would be forced toward our our vessel. Is this a is this a remotely safe opportunity? Should we retract the uh, umbilical and then I don't know why try don't to pop you, the uh, thing? Coleman, why don't you make a a pinhole? See what uh, what the pressure is like. Can do. All right, uh, that that to to do is very easy. Um, all you you know you just kind of you know focus. Oh, I what are you using? Are you using the the cutter or the um, the bolt gun to do that? Uh, the, the cutter. Bo- oh yeah, all right, that makes sense. Um, the as you do that, uh, the uh, you kind of cut a little bit a little hole into the the door, uh, and you know there, there's a little bit of hiss of air from from inside uh, as the pressure equalizes, uh, but it does appear that the inside of the Kronos is pressurized, but not dangerously. So okay, correct. I don't know. Something happened. Be interesting. A lot of little mysteries here. I'm going to get to work on widening this hole. Yeah. Is there any way to read the atmosphere that's coming out of that vessel? Uh, not with, not until you get inside, um, because right. all of these sensors inside are essentially turned off uh, and Mother can't communicate with the ship, then yeah. there's really no way to, to tell what, what the atmosphere is like. Yeah. Take it easy. If there's any, uh, any sign of uh, danger. Um, Herb, give me a heavy machinery roll. Okay, can do. Well, let's see. Uh, that is no successes. Okay. So you start working on this for uh, about uh, 10 minutes. Uh, you 
it's just taking a long time that you're not able to really, you know, kind of every time you, you think you kind of cut the right section to, to allow it to go, it, it goes a little bit and then gets stuck. Uh, so about 10 minutes have passed. Um, both of you, both uh, John and Herb, give me a air supply roll. Uh, so basically what this means is uh, as you are, so um, Alien has three different uh, measures of time. Uh, there are rounds which occur in um, five to 10 seconds. That's usually just in combat. There are turns which uh, uh, take place in um, five to 10 minutes. Uh, and then there are shifts which take place in five to 10 hours. Um, what you do, since you have uh, five uh, air supply, you roll five dice uh, and let me know if you get any ones. Okay. All right. Here we go. I got one, uh, one, one, uh, one, one also. All right. So that means that your air supply goes down by one, uh, for every one you roll that you lose that much power or air supply or something like that. Here, okay. here, here, Herb. uh, yeah, let, let, let me have a go at that. I'm, I'm really good with the, those heavy welders. So. All right. Yeah. Take your turn. I mean, it's, it's thick door and I don't yeah. know. It's all bent out of shape, so you know normally you'd be like, "I'm going to cut a hole here," but everything all bent out of the way. It's it's kind of throwing everything off. But yeah, take your shot at it. All right, could I, uh, mother? mother go ahead. I? Uh, a heavy machinery roll. Ooh, one, two, three, four. Four out of the eight are successes. Wow. Okay, so. Um, so because you rolled uh, so well, uh, you, you know, you only needed one success. You've got four. Uh, so that means that you uh, get to do what's called a stunt. Um, in, in this case, you know, there's not really much you can do. Um, but uh, one, what I'll say is that you get a plus one to a later roll related to when you're using the cutter. Um, oh, nice. And, and when I say plus one, that means you get automatically get to add an extra base dice. Very cool. Thank you. So um, John goes and starts cutting at the door and almost with almost instantly uh, you are able to get it open and it, it starts to slide open uh, very easily. Uh, as it slides open, though, you do realize that um, the, the door itself is not going to close properly. You, you've kind of made, uh, you've had to basically cut through the door. And so because of that, at some point, if you have to remove the umbilical, you're going to have, you're not gonna be able to shut the airlock door. <clears throat> um, all right. All right. Uh, so uh, the door opens, uh, what do you do? I'll carefully step inside. Uh, I mean, uh, making sure not to step on any jagged debris. I don't want to tear my suit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Following behind. Yeah, and uh, you're you're very careful to do that. Uh, as you go into the uh, the main airlock door, um, there is a ladder that leads down into uh, from the main airlock uh, to uh, decks B and C. Uh, additionally, once you get into the airlock there are kind of uh, doors leading off into uh, 
three directions, or I'm sorry, two directions, uh, basically towards the front of the ship and, and towards the rear. And uh, we'll say that, you know, on the kind of like, you have like a heads up display on the inside of your helmets, which kind of let you see like the, uh, the map of the, or the deck plan of the ship superimposed in front of you. Do, do uh, in scanning through that uh, schematic, do I see the, uh, where the power core would be to, to get the power going again? Uh, the power core would be the reactor, which is on deck B. So it would be, it's one deck below you and all the way in the rear of the ship. Um, all right. right. Right where you are. And, and um, uh, you, you also have a map, but um, where you're at, uh, there is, uh, if you would go towards the front of the ship is where you would find mother's room. Um towards the uh, back of the ship of where you're at uh, on deck A. Uh, if you were to go uh, down the hallways, you would get to, you would pass some um, ventilation shafts, which would lead into the air scrubber shaft, which basically you know, kind of creates oxygen uh, for the ship. And then going back further would lead into the cryo uh, chambers. Um, as you step into the ship too, because uh, it had been asked before, <coughs> excuse me, uh, you do find that the the air in the ship is very, very stale, meaning while it is breathable, there is a high concentration of carbon dioxide. Uh, additionally, it is very cold, not like, you know, instantly freeze you cold, but it's, it's you know, probably about 20 to 30 below zero. Oh, uh, question. When we, okay, so we, we uh, cut open the outer door there was an inner door airlock that we could close behind us yes. to, to keep, yeah perfect yeah. so um well it, as long as i see a clear path towards the uh the power i'm gonna uh or, but I, I think uh i think i got it from here i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go straight down try to get the lights on all right johnny i think i'm i think i'm just going back this way a little bit check out crow see if we got anybody and then uh I mean, I'll just wander around up here a little bit and see what I find. And if not, I'll wait for you here. All right, perfect. Yeah, I'll check in like every 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Lambert. That's uh, 10 minutes is a great interval. Um, from what you've seen so far, what do you think the odds are that it's going to light up? Uh, it, sh it should, I'm guessing, right? Mother, uh, with half-life of the fuel should be half a million years, so yeah, fuel should be fine. <laughs> yeah, it, it should. It should. I mean, it might take a little bit, but uh, I'm fairly confident I can get the power up. Given Better that, Captain, I'm going to um, prepare to suit up. I'm curious to see what I can glean informationally from this derelict. Of well, part. Part of my responsibility is keeping you safe, sir. So I'm going Certainly. to ask that you stay here until at least they get the ship up and running and warm oh, it up for you. Yeah, that's why I said prepare to suit up. I'm not going to. All right. I'm, I'm no cowboy. <laughs> it, could, it could be a while, but yeah, sure. All right. Um, as uh, And as uh, both Herb and John start moving through the ship, uh, you can, again, see on these, you know, grainy cameras uh, that are on their spacesuits. Um, as both of you start moving through, it's very, um, 
it's very dark. The uh, the only lights are these like very dim emergency lights that are maybe on the ground like every you know 20, 30 feet or or something like that. So it and that does not that's really more just so you can see and make sure that you're not going to trip over something. It's um, not something that's illuminating anything at all. You do have lights built in to kind of the, the tops of your helmets uh, to kind of give you some illumination. But again, there it, it's not like you're illuminating the entire room. Um, so let's see here, John, you said you were going to go down a level, correct? Your, your goal yeah. is to head towards the, the reactors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm all about business. My head's all in the mechanics and machinations of the ship. So I just want to get there thinking of what I'm going to be finding. I'm keeping my eyes out, of course, so I don't trip or anything, but my, my head's basically get the power on. Okay. Um, you, uh, so you, uh, we'll, we'll go with you first. You go down the ladder, uh, within the, uh, junction down to, uh, area B1, uh, junction B1. And these are all labeled on, on the, the walls. You can see that, you know, that going towards the front of the ship would lead you to, uh, the bridge. Uh, you could uh, head directly to the rear of the ship, which takes you to a hallway, uh, or you could go kind of out either side, uh, which would uh, take you to a hallway, but directly into uh, some vestibules on either side. One, one would be the armory, and the other would be where uh, EVA suits uh, would be located. Yeah, you, you head down uh, one more level, uh, you know, passing deck B uh, to deck C. Uh, again, uh, this is where this is actually where the uh, the junction uh, terminates. Um, the uh, the doors uh, for deck C uh, really, uh, again, go in a similar uh, fashion, uh, either towards the front of the ship, rear uh, or the sides. Uh, but every way except towards the uh, the front of the ship, which takes you to a set, uh, I believe, of stairs, um, will take you instead to um, kind of along the route to where you want to be going. Yeah, I'll I'll come down the stairs and uh, you know take take a, a little bit of a gander. I'm not going to just be going with my blinders on it. Am I seeing anything unusual down that stairwell or? Any any scarring or damage that I should be concerned of, or uh, no, not not really. Um, there's uh, it, it actually looks fairly, uh, you know, no damage. Uh, you know, you you do see like a layer of dust everywhere uh, that you, that you would expect from a ship being kind of going, you know, kind of flying through space for seventy three years. Um, uh, but as you, uh, uh, with that, you kind of, you know, head the other way because there's really no other way to go. Uh, head down uh, a hallway. Um, we'll say that you kind of uh, head out of the, the junction heading towards the rear of the ship. Uh, that takes you into a hallway, which you can go left or right. Uh, it actually, uh, and you can see that there are a couple um, uh, storage units uh, in this hallway. Uh, if oh. you wanted to. Oh, like the, where the catwalks are? Um, no, you haven't quite gotten to the catwalks oh. yet. You're, you're still in the, uh, the, the section oh. uh, before that. Oh, there it is. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll just poke my head in as I'm heading down, to, you know, towards the power core. Okay. Um, you uh, poke your head in, uh, you know, first off, you know, one of the, um, uh, the they're all uh, locked or not, I'm sorry, they're not all locked, uh, but because there's no power, 
there are a couple that you can't get into. They require an electronic code. Otherwise, you would have to uh, kind of uh, go through, uh, you know, cut, cut through them again. Uh, you do open one, though, and you find that it, it, these are pretty big storage units. Um, so, so kind of think um, like a storage unit you would rent, uh, almost uh, almost like, you know, big enough to fit a car. So, that, you know, they're, they're fairly big. Um, as you open one of them, you see that there are seven drums in there um, and uh, labeled on the side of them uh, is... Uh, Quinitricentline, uh, which uh, you, uh, you know, being doing what you do, uh, know that it is a very unstable, almost napalm-like chemical. Okay, I immediately report that in, in the comms uh, out to whoever I'm connected to, uh, guessing Herb and, and uh, uh, back to the ship. Jesus, Quinitricentline, and it's it's been 70 years. Shit. Don't touch it. Yeah, keep the cutter away from it for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. I, 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 um, does does it look like the uh, lighting in the room it hasn't taken damage? I don't want to turn the lights on and maybe have sparks or whatever rain down on this thing. Does it look like the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm going to turn the power on. So if if they were left on but the power died and then I get the power back on. I don't want to cause a possible explosion here. Do the, uh, they, they look, they look fine. Okay. All right. Well, after reporting that, I'm just going to continue carrying on, got my mission at hand. I'm going to get the power going, keep going. Okay. So you start heading towards the, the back of the ship. Uh, John, or I'm sorry, Herb, uh, you were heading towards uh, the cryo chambers. Is that correct? Yeah. All right. Um, so you start heading down the, uh, the hallway uh, from the junction uh, towards the rear of the ship to the cryo chambers. Um, the, the ship itself is about 130 meters long, um, so it, it's not a, a fast walk. You know? and, and as you're going through, again, just like with, um, with John, your footsteps are echoing uh, through the, the hallways, um, I, but uh, and the, the lighting on the floor isn't really providing too much illumination. Uh, you get to the end um, of the hallway towards the end of the ship, and it, this probably takes you, you know, with the way that you're going, uh, a good, um, you know, five or, or six minutes. Um, as you get to the end of the hallway, you open up the door into the hallway where the the cryo. Uh, the, the hallway to the cryo chambers are. So you're probably about you know, maybe two thirds of the way uh, towards the rear of the ship. Yeah. You, you step out into the hallway and, you know, just out of habit, you know, you're looking both ways uh, to see what's there. And towards the, uh, I guess, left side of the ship. Uh, so the hallway is, is pretty long. It goes the, the width of the ship. Um, and there are doors at either end. Uh, however, uh, towards the kind of the left side of the ship, you see what looks like uh, a spacesuit just kind of slumped over on the floor. It, uh, the light doesn't allow you to see you know, it too clearly where you're at. Uh, you can just kind of barely make out the shape of this spacesuit. And, and those who are watching on the TVs, you can kind of make this out in this very, very grainy like outline of uh, a spacesuit on the floor. Got our first one. I'm going to check, make sure uh, I got a spacesuit just in the hallway here. I'm going to make sure nobody's inside it. 
All right. Um, as you get closer, you see that the spacesuit itself um, definitely has somebody in it. Uh, however, the helmet of the spaceship or the spaceship, the space suit has been uh, blown away. Uh, you very quickly see that lying next to the, the spacesuit uh, to, from this person uh, is a shotgun. Um, there and right behind the, uh, the 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 helmet of or what's left of the helmet uh, of the um, of the person uh, of the spacesuit, uh, there is dried and frozen blood and brain matter just splattered all across the wall. So um, Herb, Ernest, Joe, uh, or and uh, Captain Paul, you each take one stress from seeing this. <clears throat> so, yeah, like he committed suicide well uh looks like i mean i can't tell but definitely someone either himself or someone else uh shot him right in the faceplate when he was suited up i don't know if he was trying to escape uh you you can kind of tell based on looking at him that where he's kind of slumped against the floor it does look like he might have taken his own life. The, the shotgun is kind of you know propped against his chest with the barrel. His hand is on the uh, the, the or like or the glove is kind of gripping the the trigger of the or the the and the end of the shotgun. And uh, Herb, you can see this uh, much more clearly than the rest of you, uh, but you can see that something is not quite right. The the arms of, of this person are just stretched a little too long. They're a little bit too long for what they should be. In fact, his compression suit, his, his suit has kind of torn at the forearms. Uh, so you can kind of see the, uh, the clothing underneath uh, from his arms being just a bit too long for what they should be. Oh, I knew we should have brought a medical examiner along with us. Yeah, we're going to want to look at this more when lights are on. Uh, I don't know. I mean, looking at it now, it looks like he definitely, yeah, definitely did uh, this to himself. Don't don't worry about it for now. Later on, we'll put it in a uh, cryo chamber and uh, ultimately take it back and have somebody examine it. I'm I'm hearing this over the the intercom. I'm yes. not oh, seeing it, but yeah, right. uh, yeah, yeah. He he might have just. You know, if 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 the ship was stranded and they had no chance of uh, escaping, he might have just out of sheer Maybe. depression. Why not go into go into uh, cryo at that point? Uh, Coleman, is there like a name on his suit? Uh, try yeah, there, there is. There's like a, like a, each of yours have a name tag, kind of a, like a, you know put onto it. Uh, there's it, that's like velcroed on. Uh, his says Andrews. Andrews. Andrews looks like it was Andrews. Can I find anything on the computer about the Cronus and some crew member named Andrews? Uh, go ahead and give me a contact roll. Oh, Let's see. Johnny, be ready. You probably might find some stiffs down there. Uh, so, so to note, right. even if you don't have the skill, uh, like a number in the skill, you can still roll for it. You just use the ability. Plus your stress die. So, Ooh, so Tom, I got make, one six. All right. So, did you roll? Make sure you're also rolling a stress die too. You have one oh, stress now. Oh, that's right. 
And so, yeah, they count the stress dies. They, they, if you roll a six, that counts as a success. However, if you roll a one, or if you have the alien die, if you roll a little alien, that means you get to do a panic roll. Okay. I got a six on the panics. I mean, on the stress dice. Perfect. So that's that's two successes. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Uh, so that means that, that you definitely succeed um, and you're doing a contact role, right? So uh, that also means you get to do a stunt. Um, so uh, you have a couple options. Um, plus run, plus one to a later related role. No need to roll again for the same situation. You do it in half the usual time. You get new or unexpected information. You hide all traces of your action or you just kind of show off. Or, you know, if you come up with something else that, that sounds good, uh, you know, let me know. So because you get to do this extra thing, what would you like to do? I'd like to see if there's newer unexpected information. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you do uh, find some information. Uh, after digging around a little bit, you are able to find uh, some information about the crew of the, uh, of the Cronus. Um, it uh, had 34 uh, people on the ship, uh, a crew of 34. Uh, Andrews, as you uh, dig around, you find out that he was one of uh, essentially uh, one of the, the kind of the roughnecks, essentially, uh, there to kind of uh, help out uh, the, the right. rest of the crew in order to, um, you know, w- with, you know, cargo, making sure that the, the ship was running operationally and, and so on. Um you find uh, some information as well about the um, uh, the other crew on the ship. Um, there was a contingent of, of uh, six scientists. Uh, it does not say what they were doing, although you, I, I will tell you that you do find out that it seemed like the majority of them, their specialty was biology. Hmm. Biology. So he's one of yours. Uh, 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 he's roughneck, uh, Andrews. <sighs> I'm going to head on into Cryo and see if, I don't know, see if anybody's in there dead or sleeping. Got, uh, you found one out of 34. So we got 33 more people to see if we can find. All right. Hopefully, Hopefully they weren't in the science module when it got ejected. Hopefully they're in better shape than Andrew's here. Andrew. Um, so I- before uh, before you, you both do anything else, uh, John and Herb, give me another air supply roll. You, you've been going for uh-huh. at least 10 minutes. So remember, you lost one, so now you're only rolling oh, four, four dice. Okay. Four dice. So nothing could possibly go wrong. Do I add a stress dice for this no, one? No, you, you don't, you don't okay. need to add stress gotcha. for this one. One six. Uh, actually, you, you only need to tell me for uh, supply rolls if you roll a one. No ones. Okay. Two twos and two threes. So All right. Then, then you're perfect. Your air uh, has continued and is fine. Uh, I have a it. quick question for yes. Mother. Um, is there something we should be keeping track of, like successes? No. no. Um, okay. You know, uh, it, you mean kind of uh, total successes overall or? Well, I saw on here experience points, so I don't know. That, that's more for campaign play. So okay. so uh, there in Alien, there are two different types of scenarios that you can run. One is a uh, what's called cinematic, which is what we're doing. And think of it as a one shot. Uh, and then there's uh, uh, campaign play, which is uh, takes over you know multiple scenarios. And that way, and in that you can earn uh, experience points. Uh, if you do survive, 
then you know you can absolutely uh, well I'll absolutely uh, give you experience points to apply to your character if you want to use them again in the future. Okay. And open lines direct to Landry. Uh, Landry, I think you owe me thirty. Son of a bitch. Fine. All right. Um, my way down to yeah. towards the cryo bay. So you uh, you go down to the cryo uh, the cryo chambers, and there are actually three cryo chambers. Uh, when you open up the the hallway, um, the uh, there you walk into the hallway. There's a uh, door to the left, right, and uh, in front of you. Each of these leads to one of the. the uh, three cryo chambers. <clears throat> uh, the ones to the left and right, cryo chambers one and two. Inside, the lights are off, the door is open, and they are empty. Um, however, cryo chamber three, the one directly in front of you, that is locked. Uh, you you kind of uh, wipe away a little bit of the, the condensation on the the window to see in and you do see that it appears that there are uh one second here five uh cryo beds that appear to be functional you can kind of see the the blips of the lights shining on them uh however like i said the door is locked but uh, even more unusual is as you're you're looking at the door and you, you know to see if there's a way that you can unlock it. You see that there are claw marks in the edges of the door in the metal of the door. It, it's almost like some somebody or something had taken uh, their hand and just raked it down in multiple areas of the the door, creating these kind of claw marks down the the sides of the door. You seeing this, boss? Like something trying to get in? Yeah, I don't know if somebody got in a suit and tried to break their way in. Could they just be stress fractures? It's been 70 years. I mean, possible, but I don't know. I got I got five beds that are functioning in there. Uh, at least these other two are empty. But Lambert, how's it coming with that power? Uh, Lambert, as you're you're slowly heading back uh, down, uh, you, you like I said, you've made it to deck C. Uh, you look at the storage uh, containers. You make it to the uh, the catwalk, uh, which is uh, kind of overlooking deck D. Deck D is basically a huge um, vehicle bay. Uh, you can't really see down into deck D though; it, it's just too dark for for you to see. Um, you know, you're probably a good uh, at least 20 to 30 feet above that. So your lights definitely do not uh, go yeah. uh, any farther. What's that um, down there? Uh, as you go down the, uh, the catwalk, uh, you, it, uh, you said you're just, you know, directly going to it, right? You're, you're yeah. Not... Yeah. I'm taking enough time to be safe and not just like <laughs> rushing, but I'm not going to stop at every little, you know, thing that I could investigate. Okay. So um, you, uh, make your way to the end of the catwalk to to the balcony in front of the the door that will lead into um, junction C two if you're looking at the map. Um, but give me an observation roll. Observation roll coming up. That's uh, observation, observation, observation. Oh darn! Oh, good fixing things, just not all that good at seeing things. All right. Oh no, 
that's a one. I rolled a one and no sixes. Okay. Uh, but the one was not on a stress die, right? I don't have stress. Okay, then then, then you're good. Um, so, uh, yeah, you uh, open up the uh, door. It uh, takes you into uh, Junction C2. Um, the doors work fine. The, the, this is, uh, again, a ladder that, that takes you up uh, to uh, this, this ladder goes all the way up to just making sure I'm telling you the right thing. Uh, yeah, yeah it goes all the way up to uh, deck A again. Um, oh. you, as you go through that, that takes you into a long hallway, oh, I see which it. will take you over to the reactor chamber. Yeah. If I go left on the hallway coming yeah. out that door, that gets me there. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm close. Yeah, Captain, I'm pretty close. I should have the power up uh, shortly or at least give you a status report on its condition. All right. Um, yeah. So you're, uh, as you're heading down through there, uh, you get to the, the doorway, which leads into the re- reactor uh, relay and control. This is kind of the room that controls the, the reactor itself. Um, you're, you're going in, correct? Oh, yeah, Definitely. Okay, so you open up the door. Um, the only lighting in this room comes from either your, the, the lights on your, um, your head, uh, your, your helmet, or, uh, or a, uh, the reactor relay itself. There, there's power going to it, and it kind of emits this like pale blue that casts these long, uh, deep shadows all across the room. Uh, as you open the door, you stop in, at the door itself. And as you look in, uh, and again, those who are on the, uh, the, the TVs can see this as well. Um, it looks like it, you don't know what something happened in this room. The furniture is all over the place. Uh, it looks like something, you know, in some cases, some of the chairs are like ripped apart. Uh, tables have been flipped over. Um, there's loose equipment all over the place. And it almost looks like some of the equipment has been built, uh, kind of piled up uh, towards the, the rear of the room against the wall. Um, additionally, uh, in the pile of debris, um, is this like crumpled space suit. Uh, it, it has a filthy helmet uh, and you can kind of see this in, in this pale blue light. The filthy helmet and the tattered suit look almost like uh, the, uh, it was set on fire at one point and you can't even see into the, the helmet itself because it's almost completely fogged over. Uh, it's almost translucent. Oh my God. Are you guys uh, seeing this? Elaborate. Check the radiation levels in there. Make sure it's not too much, yeah. too many rads. You, uh, you you check your sensors, and you do see that there is some strong radiation in here. Your suit is protecting you. Uh, however, it, it uh, you would know that this means that there is likely a reactor leak that needs to be repaired. Yeah, and I should do that before bringing the power up online, or would I would I know what's safe? Would I know if bringing up lights would be okay, and then proceeding with that, or um, say say that one more time? So, so as a experienced technician, would I know if it, would it be safe for me to get the lights on first? Partial power. And then and then proceed with the repairs, or with my knowledge as a tech, that would be dangerous as we need to do that repair first. Well, it's really more of uh, think think of it as more that um, in order for you to even get the lights turned on, you have to repair the reactor. So you, you kind of have to repair the battery before you can hit the switch. 
Oh, okay. Uh, so there's not like a reactor for no. the engines and batteries separately for the lights. No, Got in, in fact, there it, with the, from the uh, the reactor control room, there is a door that leads into the reactor itself. There, there's the, the big radiation symbol on it. Um, you you can't just, and it's not the type of door that you can just walk into. You know, you have yeah. to punch in a code or, you know, uh, and turn turn a key or you, you know how to get into it, but it's, it's not something where, you know, you're accidentally gonna walk into it or something like that. Um, yeah, so. Okay, I'll check, I'll make a, a notation of the rads, the condition of my suit and uh, try to initiate repairs. Uh, if, um, guys, this may be a while. I, I'm not sure. This 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 is going to be an extra job. How's your oxygen level? Are you okay? I'm at eighty uh, percent. Um, before you do that, I'm kind of wondering: is it possible to bring an umbilical from uh, the Montaro over to the Cronus uh, with uh, give them a little power, at least so that we can get the, the lights on? Yeah, is this jump startable? Well, um, we don't want to start the we don't start the core until no, it yeah. gets the leak. But at least we'd have a little bit of power. You you think you could do that? It's probably going to take about a shift of work to in order to get that to go. So it's going to take between five to ten hours to to get that rigged up and going. And it's not like you can just you know, run an extension cord from from one to the other. Yeah, right. there are only certain places that you can do that. Um, you're, you and you're also going to be draining your own power as well. How long do you think it'll uh, take you to fix the core or repair the damage to the core? Oh, that should be. Is that uh, also a shift? Um, yeah, it, it, it's likely going to take you uh, at least an hour uh, to, to fix uh, the, the leak. Oh, well, do that instead. Then that's faster. Just don't do anything dangerous. Yeah, it'll be or at least all 90 minutes. We all want to get paid. <laughs> It'll be probably two hours. Oh, Augustine, do you have any objection to me crossing over? It seems like we've a limited likelihood of immediate threat. If, uh, if you want to. Yeah, sure. Just make sure you're very careful. Take, uh, take every precaution. Yeah, I'll keep my comms on. Is there... Uh, uh, I guess there's a second bolt gun, do I remember? Uh, no, there was only one bolt gun. Uh, mm -hmm. There, the um, see, there, there would be a. Uh, I'm looking at the the gear that you have. Um, there's also a incinerator unit. So think of it as like a, a flamethrower that that you would use for you know who knows what what tools that you would use that for. Um, and then uh, there, there is a ship uh, pistol as well. Uh, in addition to the captain's. Arm, yeah, there's a ship pistol. I don't yes. think I can authorize any kind of weaponry. We're not so far, there's no threat whatsoever except some radiation. Well, um, those, those weird scratches were kind of scary, but I mean, yeah, mostly I'm going over to document things. Uh, if you don't trust me, Captain, no, no, I, I trust you. It's just I don't, I have to follow procedures. That's what I do. Um, um, all right, I'll, I'll authorize you uh, taking out a weapon. Um, let's not jump to any conclusions there. You know, it's a big spooky ship with uh, nobody on board. It's uh, how many yeah. times in the past have 
people found spooky, spooky abandoned ships. And well, you know, honestly, I mean, we're hoping that the five scientists that are asleep can be woken and share something fascinating with us. Uh, I'm afraid that something technical happened that spooked people, and that's why they panicked and did some foolish things. But uh, you know, since it's a big ship and it's only being explored by two people. I think I yeah. can go over and look around other spaces. I mean, honestly, Landry, uh, I don't know how much you've got to do to keep us in sync with something that's moving in a straight line in space. You look a little bored. I yeah, if 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 uh, Captain spare me, I'd happy I'd be happy to go with you there, Parker. Yeah, can we fix a grapple so that uh, we're at least attached, partially attached to the ship, so that. We go possible? where it goes. Oh yeah, you you can set a, a Joe can absolutely set like a, an autopilot to you know kind of keep it you know rel- I mean it's not going to be doing any evasive maneuvers if something you know all right. of a sudden appears in front of the ship. But um, yeah, you can it, it'll keep you know in line with with the ship, so you don't have to worry about that. And Captain, it you do have some piloting experience, so you know if you I need do. to, you can always you know attempt it as well. All right, um, Landry. If you'd like to go, that's that's fine. I'll I'll Excellent. you know keep in touch. I'll stay here and monitor. All right, I'm going to drink some goop while you suit up. Uh, this, uh, let's see what we can find. All right, hey, boss. You don't need me to stand here and stare at this door. No, I don't feel, yeah. I'm going to take a look around, see if I can find anything else. All right, um, if. Uh, if you assist Lambert, will it add any, will it speed that up at all? I mean, it's not my area, area of expertise, but uh, uh, I can I can head down there, see if he needs an extra pair of hands. All right. Why don't you do that? As soon as, sooner, as soon, the sooner we can get this done, the, the better. I want you y'all to be comfortable down there. It's pretty damn cold from what the, the monitor says. Yeah. Anybody who hasn't either in cryo, blown their face off is probably froze to death by now. Well, we'll see. Might set a record. So, Herb, you you start heading down, uh, you know, following uh, the same path to uh, get to... uh, Actually, you know what? You are um, where... Actually, no, you cannot get to Junction A2 from where you're at uh, because the door to Cryo 3 is locked and you have to go through Cryo 3 in order to get to the, the rear junction. So you, you have to go all the way to the front of the ship uh, and then down uh, to deck C and then all the way you know, up. So essentially you have to go the long way to get yeah. to where John is. Um, Joe and Ernest, uh, you suit up, uh, you start getting through your, um, uh, start making your way across the umbilical. Are, are, and I apologize, are you taking anything with you? Um. I'm not very uh, skilled. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, whatever weapon uh, the captain authorized was that the ship's gun or a missile. I don't know that you're that you're rated to carry anything big, so you got the pistol. Yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah. So I've got that, which I assume is sort of magnetically stuck on me somewhere in a safe way. Uh, and if there's uh, if there's something. Uh, that records that isn't just broadcast. I would like, you know, some kind of recording device so that I can basically, you know, what given 
our technologies a a VHS <laughs> camera. So you mean basically like a, a futuristic camcorder of some type, you know, yeah. like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll say that you, you <laughs> definitely have something like that. Um, yeah. The crew probably would have used that just to screw around normally, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, messing with people, uh, you know, taking videos and, and all of that. But yeah, you can absolutely, you know, take that. We'll, we'll say that it's probably about the size of a, I don't know, um, uh, yeah, it's the future. So it's not going to be very, very big. So, you know, maybe, you know, probably about this, you know, twice the size of a uh, deck of cards, uh, something like that, that you can carry around with you as well. It, it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't broadcast anything. It just records locally. Uh, you probably have about, you know, three hours of recording time. Yeah. And, but something solid state in case yeah. somebody has to look up. I mean, I'm going to be looking for these sorts of things on the ancient astronauts as I think of them okay. from 70 years ago. So, yeah. I have, uh, I've worked with uh, Josephine Landry for a number of years, and she knows my looks, and we can communicate in ways that I can give her looks, and she knows what I mean. So my look to her as she's going is, keep an eye on that guy. I don't trust him. All right. Uh, so as everybody is going uh, through uh, and and uh, kind of making their way, um, actually, so... Um, Joe and Ernest, uh, where where do you plan on going? Are you heading down to the reactor room too, or were you going to try to go to someplace else? Uh, I, you know, I'm going to follow you on this, Joe. Uh, you know, I think we want to look for other places where social things might have happened. We know mm -hmm. their galley, yeah, like, maybe uh, even even their bridge. If I can, you know, access their logs, their records, anything like that. Okay, yeah. all, all of that is on uh, deck B. Uh, I believe the galley's on deck B as well. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, so yeah. yeah, you could absolutely, you know, start heading that. Um, both of you give me observation rolls. I'm sorry. Do I have one stress from seeing the corpse? Yes. Yeah. So absolutely make sure that you roll your stress die. Uh, so I only need to know if you roll sixes or if you roll ones on your stress die. One success. No, no ones. I have uh, only twos, threes, and fours on all of my dice. So, okay. so uh, Ernst, uh, Ernest, you are uh, just kind of, uh, this is probably, you know, somewhat a new exciting experience for you. So you're just kind of taking it all in. Uh, Joe, you know, being a pilot, you're very observant. Uh, what, as you uh, kind of get into the, um, from the airlock in the airlock, uh, it, stepping into the, the junction, um, you notice that kind of uh, uh, in the corner, uh, and nobody had noticed this before, but you seem to notice that there are these like circular, uh, almost like egg-sized balls kind of attached on the, the floor. Um, and it, it seems kind of unusual because they look organic. Uh, it's not something related to the ship. Uh, it's almost like these things kind of grew there. Hey, Harker, you see this? What do you make of that? Golf practice? They are about the size of golf balls or, or an egg. Yeah. But there is there a, there's a little like webbing connecting them? No, they're, they're just, they're kind of, um, there is, you know, something kind of connecting them together. You know, maybe it's webbing. Um, uh, you, you can't really tell. Um, but uh, I mean, unless are you going to try to touch them? Well, what I'm going to say first is that uh, exactly this is what 
uh, Augustine didn't want me to use the flamethrower on, but I mean, there's no such thing as space mushrooms, right? They kind of, they don't look like mechanical stuff, right? No, no, absolutely not. They, they're, you know, again, they're, they're organic. They almost look like plant life, uh, you know, that kind of texture to it. Can I see what he's seeing? Augustine, yeah, you, can you, you, you see, can see it. You, you definitely can't see it as clearly. They're, uh, they're grayish in color, you know, as, as your light kind of shines on it. Um, they're, they're grayish in color, again, about the size of, of, of a golf ball. And Mr. Harker, you know, we don't know what, uh, what the science, uh, my, my thing shows they had six scientists on here, most of whom were biologists. And for all That's we know, not... they were out here testing growing mushrooms in space, yeah, right. among other things. Uh, can we, uh, I'd like to, I'd like to, I don't want to enter, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to pick them up. I want to spray them with an epoxy or something. I want to seal them without necessarily destroying them. Um, Joe, yeah. do you think there's a there's a can of something I can use somewhere? Yeah, it, yeah. I'm I'm assuming there's some kind of storage shed on these types of vehicles. Yeah, there's got to be like quick seal something. Let's keep an eye out for some quick seal because mm -hmm. they, sure. they these might be valuable. You know, I'm working. Uh, switch off comes to everyone except Joe. I'm working on the assumption that uh, this ship was onto something when they jettisoned the science pod. Uh, and so, you know, I don't want the, the less intellectually powerful members of the crew to start smashing shit up before it gets back to some place where 80 years later we can analyze it and contain it effectively, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, Just I don't tell you where I'm should, at. You should probably not touch it though. Just no, I'm not gonna touch thing. anything. Yeah. Hell no. Uh, As this is okay. going on, uh, I'm sorry, did you have anything else? It's fine. Carry I, on. Uh, as this is going on, John, you're you're in the reactor uh, uh, control, you, you kind of realize that, you know, as you're kind of looking around at things, um, the, the reason why things aren't working is there's this like yellowish white resin covering almost everything. And, and it has even gotten into some of the controls, which is why uh, everything isn't working the, the way that um, it, it needs to be. Uh, or the way that it, that it should be working. Um, you, so you realize you, you kind of need to clean that up. You also realize that, um, you know, if you recall, you saw some damage on the outside of the ship. You suspect that the relay from the four uh, engine, uh, the fusion engines themselves are gonna need to be, need to be reconnected in order to uh, start up the engines themselves. However, you don't need to do that in order to connect the power. You can still kind of connect the power. The engines won't work. Uh, uh, until you you kind of go and that's going to require a spacewalk in order to fix those you have to do the, that on the outside of the ship itself um but okay. uh go ahead and give me uh actually uh actually give me an observation roll oh no my weak suit oh hey <laughs> a six all right here we go um one so six 
as you're you're kind of going through and and kind of cleaning up some of this like yellowish white white resin and it, it, it's a little bit sticky um even after all this time you, you have no clue what this is you've you've never seen anything like this uh but you you start on you know one of the control panels um and it only takes you a, a couple minutes to kind of scrape it off and you know as you do uh you know some of the, the panels kind of come to life you know whatever was you know causing the, the whatever this resin was causing to to not function you know stuck controls or transistors or you know uh boards or anything like that um you're you get to you get uh working but as you um as you do that you you kind of notice that the in that that pile of debris where that spacesuit yeah. was the spacesuit starts yeah. to move and stands up holy shit uh, uh um yeah that's scary so John and, and uh, Captain Paul, you you see this as well as he sees this. Both of you take one stress. Um, and, and I'll just go, I'll actually say, oh, shit, <laughs> to my comms. <laughs> uh, Amber, yep. you're all right over there? That's right. Oh, my but God. That, that, the, 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 the charred corpse, the, the, it just stood up. I, I'm hoping the the suit had some sort of automated mechanism in it that did that that's fucking unnerving i'm stepping back from it okay. trying to roll. like head towards the door roll initiative lee initiative <laughs> oh, i'm heading that way johnny i'll be there in a few okay so, uh, oh. uh, light, light. Eighteen. Awesome. If that's good, or that could be horrible. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, we're we're doing high. Um, so um, normally, what we would do is we would have a deck of cards where where we kind of draw, and the decks are the the cards are labeled one through ten, because that's not very easy to do on uh, uh you know uh, something like this. Uh, we're all whenever we roll initiative, we roll a d twenty, and then we go from uh, highest to lowest. So you have the highest. So uh, now we are in uh, essentially combat uh, where. Uh, the um the the time goes in rounds of five to ten seconds um in combat you are allowed to take one slow action and one fast action and, and one of the the sheets we had passed you are the different actions you can take you can take them in any order you wish so you get to go first okay um i'm is it in between me and the door no it is uh in the um uh, so it's it if you were in uh, if you look at the the reactor chamber um, or I'm sorry the the yeah. relay reactor control I see um, it you are kind of in the upper right corner it is on the the door uh, the the wall farthest from the uh, from the door so it's kind of like on the other side of the room from you oh okay okay so I'm upper right it's far right. Uh, okay, I'm going to uh, rush to the door. Okay, and I'll pile like so. So there's a major action and a minor action. So I guess my major will be piling all my effort into getting to the door, and then the minor action will be to turn to look back to see what the heck it's doing. Like I, I'm like I, I can't believe my eyes. Maybe I'm just being ridiculous. Maybe it's automated mechanisms in the legs that's making it stand i don't know 
So running is a fast action. Uh, so you can absolutely move through the, um, uh, the door as your fast action. You, so I, I said, you can use a fast action and a slow action. You can actually also use two fast actions. Uh, and so, um, uh, you know, running, uh, through the door would be one, uh, your, uh, fast action. And I'll even say that as you kind of get into the hallway, you can, you turn around and you can see that this thing is not automated. Uh, it is, uh, you know, it has stood up, it has, whatever it is, has definitely seen you and you can see that it's starting to move. So, so you still get kind of your slow action or another fast action. So in uh, other words, you, you can continue running, you can really do what you want. I, well, oh my God, like how could it be alive after all these years? Uh, this isn't, I'm, I'm just trying to figure this out in my head. This is, I, I'm backing up. I, I'm going back to the catwalk area. Okay, so you could make it into the the junction room, or so if you look, um, there okay. is with the hallway. You could go into junction C two uh, through that door, or you can go. There's another hallway right in front of that. Uh, oh, I will go, go to instead. junction C two because okay. uh, that, as long as I can think clearly and I'm not overly spooked, I'm going to head towards that catwalk so okay. I can cross it. So it's, uh, yeah, you, uh, run, uh, captain, you, all you can see is you, you hear this panting breath, uh, you know, the, 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 probably the, the swearing and the shaky cam running down the hallway, you open the door to junction C2 and you make it in, into that room. Uh, are you on the comms where everybody can hear you? Yeah, I, I was just giving, yeah, open comms status okay. reports and, right. and then, oh shit, and I'm running for it. All right. Um, the, uh, the, the, this thing, the, the suit, uh, it uh, moves through the door. Uh, and before you know it, it is in the same room as you. Those were its two actions. Unfortunately, it gets to go twice in a round or in a combat round. So uh, for its next action, it's going to, um, uh, it, you, you kind of make it through the door, but it is right on your, uh, your tail. It makes it through the door and goes to attack you. Uh, and what happens is, and everybody can, can hear this, um, the, it lets out this horrible scream of fury, this, this inhuman scream uh, that echoes into all of your ears. Everybody has to make a panic roll. So what that means is everybody rolls a D6 and then add your current panic level to it and tell me what you got. Oh, jeez. What is our panic? So my panic is currently current stress level. Oh, stress, stress level. level. I'm sorry. Add, add your stress level to it. I, I, I'm sorry. Okay. So I stress level, I have one, and then I roll a D6. Okay. One, two. Okay. All right. All right. So John, Herb, Ernst, Ernest, and uh, Captain Paul, you keep it together. So, somehow your, your, your nerves, you're barely able to keep your nerves in check. Joe, you, you got a seven, correct? Yes. <laughs> so you, um, you, uh, you hear this and you just, your everything on you, your entire body, you, you starts to shake a little and you start to get this nervous twitch on your face um, that, you know, you just can't you know, handle this 
uh, Ernest, you're you're standing right next to her. You can, uh, you know, your your eyes are wide, and you see her just get this like massive twitch uh, that's constantly going uh, in her face. Um, both of you, uh, both uh, Joe and Ernest, you both add a stress. You both get an additional stress. Joe, no, it's okay. It's just a thing. It's it's a it's just a thing. What, what the fuck was that? That was not, that was not, I, we should go back on the ship. We should go back on the ship right now. That was not human. That was not real. John, what are you doing? Uh, okay. I will, um, uh, does it, is, is it arms reach? Is it at me or can I? Yeah, just... it, it is. It is like within right, right in front of you. Uh, so okay, in, well, in, in game terms, it would be at what's called engaged range. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, okay. Okay. I'll just, uh, I'll, if it's, yeah, with, if it's in within wrench whacking, I will try to whack it hard and then just run, run, just keep running. I'm, I, yeah. So I'll try to give it one good heavy smack with my, my wrench or whatever I got handy. Okay, um, so go ahead and make a close combat roll and then add an additional base. Uh, actually, uh, uh, I don't know what a wrench is, so let's just say two. So add an additional two uh, base die to that. Okay. So you're going to roll uh, strength plus combat plus two additional base die plus whatever your stress is at the moment. Okay, oh, I have one stress. Okay, so my stress die will be green. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, wrench two. Holy cow, that's a fair amount of, of six-sided dice there. All right. Oh my gosh, not a single six. And the only one I've got was my stress die. So you got a one on your stress die? Yeah, I got right. no six. I rolled six, five, six, seven. Eight, nine, ten. I rolled 10 dice, no sixes, one, one, and the one was on the stress die. Well, the good news is you get to roll again, but uh, the bad news is you're rolling a panic uh, roll. So go ahead and roll a D6 and add your current stress level to it. Okay. Current stress am... levels one, I rolled four, so five. Five, you, again, somehow you are keeping it together. Uh, you, you don't know how uh, in, in the face of you know, this thing, you, you swing your wrench at this thing and it somehow it, um, you know, you, you solidly connect with it and you can feel it almost like the, the wrench kind of hit this gelatinous body and does nothing uh, to it. Uh, you get one fast action. What are you doing? Uh, um, uh, can I close the door behind me? You, you could run through the door, yeah, and, and close the door. Yeah, so, yeah, since it's, like, super fast, I figure, okay, uh, we'll run through that door and close it as fast as I can. So you run through the door and, and close it. Uh, you you make it kind of onto the balcony uh, in front of the catwalk. Um, yeah. The, the thing uh, rips the door open, <laughs> uh, comes through. Uh, that was its first turn. Its second is it is uh, attacking you again. Um off oh um so the uh, it grabs you 
uh, it grabs your head and you can feel, uh, you can actually see the glass in your, uh, in your uh, visor start to crack. Um, does does so Herb catch me, up with him yet? <laughs> uh, Herb, you said you stopped on uh, deck B when, when all this started happening? Uh, yeah, but I think that's because I thought that's where he was. So I'm like halfway down deck B. <laughs> So I thought that's where Johnny was. I'm repeating. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! And, I'm coming, Johnny. I'm coming. Cards. So, uh, Herb, as you kind of make it down to to deck C, um, and Paul, you can see this happening as well. The the thing, the creature grabs uh, your head, uh, starts to uh, crush it. Uh, the the visor, the glass on your visor starts to break it starts to crack and the last thing that captain paul you see is the camp right before the camera cuts out is the skull or, or the the helmet completely crushing in as it crushes john's head oh my God. with that that is where we'll end up for today oh shit <laughs> holy shit Oh my god. Our players included David Castleway, Holly Buto, Kent Blue, Stuart Lively, and myself. With Tyler Hudak as the keeper of the secrets, we have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbeat or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments we enjoy, reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us into the darkness for another adventure into the dark future and the alien role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. Holy crap!